we were we were accidentally doing Mets content off air talking about uh, Justin Verlander maybe not being washed and and um oh here that is the sound of the Arizona raspberry I see tonight I'm Jesse from the Hello. internet this is your pod Addy from the internet is here hi Addy are you happy about hi. Mets actually possibly not losing a game for once I guess <laughs> I um well I'm drinking a vitamin water dragon fruit this evening 7-eleven did not have arizona tea which i don't even know if that's legal frankly which flavor is the dragon fruit um what's the weird name they gave it? it's called power c oh, i like power c yeah that, that's it's good it's good yeah it'll do it and um yeah i will say i'm in a I'm in a Mets depression it's my it's like a, a very early season Mets depression and um F1 is the only thing that is filling the hole in my heart and we can get to that later but um I've just like gone numb to the Mets which is really sad to say in May well, we we will get to that and the Mets have plenty of time to turn it around the Knicks as of this moment of our recording are still alive and that season does not start for real until next season is over and that is later than usual this year so uh Good for the Mets to, you know, take advantage of that time to sort things out on their own. But in the meantime, we will talk less about the Mets and more about the Boston Red Sox with our guest tonight, Kristen from the internet. Kristen, how are you? I am great. How are you? I am great. Uh, what what corner of the internet are you from? What corner of the internet am I from? Um, I don't know what that means. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm on all corners of the internet. Okay. Wow. I don't even know. I just meant like uh, where where might people uh, be able to find you if they are interested? In oh, that. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Twitter a lot. Great. Yes, and I'm also editor of um, the Belladonna, which is in a uh, humor and satire publication. You can find me there. Okay, and it is quite good. I I. But we, we have brought you here also because you are from the Massachusetts corner of the United States of America, um, where they do have the internet. Uh, that is how you are joining us here tonight, is through the power mm-hmm. of the internet. Is that how I was supposed to answer that question? The Massachusetts corner of the internet? I don't think so. I, no. I don't think I really had a... a, a it was a bad question. Um, well, and what, I would what I like about it... Well, what I was going to say, what I like about it is that Jesse always introduces everyone as from the internet, and you are the first person on the podcast that he's said, what corner of the internet are you from? <laughs> so I was like, interesting, we're iterating, okay. <laughs> we should have talked about that beforehand. I, I oh, no, 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 we would never plan like that. <laughs> um. Kristen is, is sort of, and this is uh, a thing that I like about the direction that we're going, and yes, iterating, um, not typically a sports person and, and not somebody who necessarily uh, will depend on audience would be familiar with. I don't know. Um, like, you guys don't know each other before this, so... Uh, no, this is exciting. Yeah. Nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you. Um, tell Tell me something I don't know about you. So there's a lot of stuff. <laughs> Where is that? My name's Kristen. Um, no, let's see. Um, I wrote a cookbook last year. That is <gasps> with what we're talking about, but I wrote a cookbook. That, that's so cool. That's such a good answer. What What was the cookbook? Um, it was actually the official Gilmore Girls cookbook. Um, the official Gilmore Girls cookbook. That's the corner wow. I'm from, the Gilmore Girls cookbook. Wow. All right. Well, that is really fucking cool. Welcome to the podcast where we swear, by the way. That's what every guest asks us. Can I swear? I was wondering. Yeah, that would have been a good thing to address before the show, too. Um, also, well, you, something else we also never address. Yeah. You um, nothing. You guys, mm-mm. Jesse sent me a link and I was like, sure. And I clicked on it and here I yeah. am. Well, we we did have some some pre-show discourse uh, in, in the group chat. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we do need to uh, discuss some things. So it's good that I actually have way more organization than usual this evening uh, in the form of uh, we have four topics that we have identified as necessary for discussion. And, and the first of those we will go with is the reason uh, that we started talking about you coming on this show, Kristen, 
which is um, the scandal of uh, what is happening with the ketchup at Fenway Park, which you have done a diligent reporting on uh, through Twitter. Um, can, can you please uh, just fill us in on what what is going on in uh, in the Fenway Park corner of the Boston corner of the Massachusetts corner of the United States of America? Sure. Well, it's not good. Um, basically, it started. Let's let's rewind. Let's go back to 2021. Um, they're letting people back in to see the games after COVID. Um, limited crowd. And I get there and I get some French fries and grab some packets of ketchup because they're just doing packets. And I dip my French fries into this ketchup and I was like, something is wrong here. Um, So I guess Fenway um, signed a like three-year contract with this other vendor um, who doesn't put sugar in their ketchup. Um, So long story short, Fenway has the most disgusting ketchup you could ever imagine. Um, And fans are not happy. Um, Nobody's happy because especially if you go in not knowing that this isn't real ketchup, you're going to buy your like $12 hot dog and smear this ketchup on it, which is ultimately like not texture wise, but taste wise. Like imagine you poured a glass of V8 on your $12 hot dog and then took a bite of it. And it's just ruined. Um, so people are not happy. Um, people are sneaking in their own ketchup. Um, and it's just, it is, it's a big scandal. So what is the brand of ketchup? I'm like furiously Googling what the ketchup at Nat's Park is because I think I've tasted this ketchup and I think it might've been at Nat's Park. Really? Should I say it? Yes, please. Yeah, name and shame. It's true made. It's true made. It's true made. It's true made. And you know what I love about Boston? I have had this ketchup and I was like, this is really weird. Like this is gross ketchup. But no one in Washington, D.C. has that – like no one in Washington, D.C. has had anything to say about sugar-free ketchup. And in Boston, you guys are standing up for everyone being like, we will not accept this shit. (laughs) And I want to thank you because I've had it. It's fucking gross. Yeah, so actually, so the guy who created this ketchup, I feel bad, like, talking about him like this. Um, he's, it's, it's good. There's no sugar. There's no gluten in it. Um, so for some people who can't have those things, it's great. Um, but for people just going to have a hot dog at Fenway, it's not great. Um, but the guy who created it, he kind of got into it on Twitter um, with just some guy. I think it was a, a Bruins writer who, who tweeted about it. And um, – so the, the creator of this ketchup, he challenged this guy to a blind taste test. Um, and I just, like, there's just no way that you could do a blind taste test and not know which is which. Because it, like, it just, it doesn't taste like ketchup. Yeah. Yeah. This means I feel like other ballparks must have it too. I guess so. We are going to have scary. To- yeah, we're going to have to look into how many ballparks are serving this uh, disastrous ketchup. And are the Mets I, serving this ketchup? The, the Mets are not. This is. Uh, I was going to say. I feel like I had. Oh my god! As we said that, the Mets won. This is actually like breaking fucking news. This never happens. Um, and you know that- why they won? They have sugar in their ketchup you know why the Mets not only have uh, sugar in the ketchup the Mets this year have switched back I went back uh, to the ballpark for the first time this season finally uh, last last Friday and saw the Mets win a game um, which was amazing they actually beat the Rockies one nothing that night uh, one of their rare wins lately and the other win that night was uh, walking into the hot dog stand where I had previously experienced you know, the okay uh, Gold's Ketchup. Gold's more known in the New York area as a horseradish and mustard company. And, and they did have the mustard there. And I think that's why the ketchup was there too. Uh, City Field has now gone back to Heinz Ketchup, uh, which is the the standard of ketchup. Like anytime you're in any place. 100%. And, and you get ketchup packets that are not Heinz Ketchup. Really? 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 Like, maybe if it's, like, Hunt's, you're like, okay, so it's Pepsi. Hunt's is Pepsi. So, wait. 
Kristen, is that what you took into the ball into the ballpark? Um, so what I did, see, I planned ahead and I planned for my kids to have Happy Meals a couple days before I went so I could go into McDonald's and steal their ketchup, which I don't mind saying because I have my, oh, my whole, whole other issues with McDonald's. Um, You're a genius. You're a genius. Thank you. you. Yeah. And you know what? That is a win-win situation for your children, I'm sure. Yes. They were happy. I was happy. Everybody was happy. Um, The people sitting around me at Fenway were happy because I had a lot of stolen ketchup from McDonald's. Um, no, it's I, not I, stolen I ketchup. It's repatriated ketchup. They have yeah. Oh, how much ketchup? You deserve you... that ketchup. You bought something yeah. from McDonald's. Yeah, I did. I bought a lot of stuff from McDonald's. So you're right. And and how many times in your life have you gone to McDonald's and then not used the ketchup packets for one reason or another? You're on the go. There were a couple left over. Yeah, they've, they've given you too many in the past, and now you are reclaiming your time on that ketchup. I agree. Not only that, but how many times, and this is what I pick a fight with McDonald's about once a year, how many times have I gone through the drive-thru and asked for sweet and sour sauce for the nuggets and gotten home and not had the sweet and sour sauce? That's painful. I feel like this was fair. Yeah. Yes. I think that you made the right decision. And I have to say, um, you know, as far as an introduction to you, this was overall excellent, especially the follow-up tweet, which was, everyone is welcome to catch up. But you have to prove you're not a cop. <laughs> I don't want to get kicked out. I'll share my ketchup. I don't want to get kicked out. I don't know if you're allowed to smuggle in ketchup. You're allowed to bring in your own sandwiches. So I would assume that that means that you can bring your own condiments with it if they are in sealed packages, much like a sealed water bottle is generally allowed in the ballpark. Am I allowed I do- to bring my own sandwiches? I, I do – I was going to say I yeah. always forget that's a thing and I know for a fact it's true because I have a friend in D.C. who just like – there's an, goes to the like incredible Italian deli and then takes it in and every time I'm like, genius, incredible, no notes. I didn't know I could do that. This could be a game changer. Oh, yeah. Jesse, what are the like parameters of that? Do you know? I think it probably varies from ballpark to ballpark. Um, I mean, because some that is just such sensitive ter- like yeah that's true I was just gonna say I feel like that's like such sensitive territory for like what's a sandwich like you know like that is that's just gonna get like really yeah, baseball fans are really freaks like, something like you can bring your lunch but it's not you know or you can bring food but so long as no, no hard sided containers no glass bottles no hard sided containers yeah and that's why the sandwich is good because it can be wrapped in paper yeah. Um, you know, you go to Yankee Stadium, uh, there's a bodega right there. Way cheaper than, than going in and eating their swill and giving money to the Steinbrenner, so that's good. Um, you don't want a $99 burger? I'm interested in it. And if somebody, you know, was like, we're going to pay you to review the $99 burger, but I bet that shit has probably sailed since they introduced it. I mean, does somebody want to... Wait, but it's it wasn't even... It wasn't even $99, wasn't it? Like $19.99, which was, was even dumber to me. Yeah. I'm like, if you're going to do it, like, do it. Well, the Yankees cheap out all over the place these days, and uh, they're an embarrassment of an organization. So, uh, <laughs> I think we have a that. quorum on that one. Um, and, uh, yeah, eh, whatever. Uh, my, my evolution in life continues. I'm down on, down on them right now for a lot of reasons. Um. So go Mets, go Knicks. Knicks are still winning. That's, uh, again, giving live updates on a show that will not come out until long after the game is over. Uh, go back to the Google documents. And and Kristen, in the meantime, ask you your opinions on the thing that the ketchup goes on. Uh, the also controversial Fenway Frank. You know what? I have not really had a Fenway Frank in a number of years because I have moved to the Italian sausage with pepper and onion. Um, I feel like the last time I got a Fenway Frank, it just was like a little shriveled up, you know, like almost like a 7-Eleven hot dog. Um, and it just wasn't doing it for me. Um, so I, I can't say how they are now because it has been like, I would say at least five years since I've had one. They... I, I've never been a fan. I feel like they just they taste weird. And then the 
I know that it's a New England thing, but the the bun is also uh, they they give you that lobster roll bun, which to me says uh, this should be a lobster roll, and you are giving me a hot dog. A lobster roll bun, because to me a lobster roll bun, it's like a hot dog bun. To me, a lobster roll bun is like folded Texas toast. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's that hot dog bun with the uh, with the crust cut off on the sides. The the oh, that's just a hot dog bun to me. And then the other ones, the other ones are specifically like Coney Island hot dog buns. Here I am in uh, the same borough as Coney Island tonight as I record from Brooklyn. So I guess that uh, that explains the distaste. Uh, we have other things to to talk about. Addie, do you, do you want to get to the F1 now? I know it's on your heart. Yeah, I, I need to talk about yeah. F1 and I need to talk about it right now. Here's the thing. The game that we played on our show a couple months ago, Kristen, they made these – Okay, you know the like school boards that they like make baseball players make where the and the like Jacob deGrom one went viral because it was like, What's your favorite food? And he was like, Burger, favorite color, blue. Are you familiar with this phenomenon? A little bit, yeah. So all of the F one drivers did these like school boards. And I'm gonna be honest, I um was kind of like Really? We're going to, like, spend a whole episode on all of these school boards for these, like, drivers that I don't give a shit about? But I was like, okay, sure. Let's do it. Um, It was perfect. It was the most perfect primer because then I know all of these freaks. And I have been, like, ever since we did it, I've been, like, sort of interested. Like, you know, I'm, like, checking who wins the race. But they're early. And look, I'm a sleeper. I have not woken up in time for a race so far this year. And every time I'm like, it was like 1230 a couple weeks ago. And I was like, to my boyfriend, I was like, oh my God, babe, the race. And he was like, yeah, it ended three hours ago. (laughs) (laughs) So Miami Grand Prix, 330 PM, I'm awake. Um, And I watched the whole thing. It was the first F1 race I have like purposefully watched. And that shit was fucking incredible. I can't believe it. I'm just like it completely clicked for me. And I'm acting I'm acting like I don't also know what clicked for me, which is that I saw an Instagram reel of Charles Leclerc getting into an ice bath. And then I purchased I purchased a, a Ferrari hat. Um <laughs> Um and I and then you know what you know what this is also the first time in my life that the Instagram algorithm I'm like this is genius this is perfect I wanted to be reading all of my cookies because it immediately it started serving me everything that I wanted my my Instagram reels feed right now is literally like Max Verstappen saying something like crazy being like I want to punch people in the face and then like a random I don't know like cat video and then it's like Charles Leclerc, like in various states of undress for like five <laughs> scrolls. <laughs> I, like it has me, it's just like an absolute chokehold. So then, of course, I started watching Drive to Survive just like from the beginning. I'm like, I'm really liking this. Everyone loves this show. This is going to be a great way to learn. So I have literally just before this podcast begun experienced the 2018 season of F1, and that was so exciting. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, the Mets are really bad and I really hope they get their shit together and, um, and they're coming to DC this weekend and my parents are coming to DC for the purpose of seeing the Mets with me. So I would really love for them to pull it together. But in the meantime, I have just been mainlining F1 and I think it's the greatest sport ever created. The end. (laughs) Are you into it at all, Kristen? I know nothing about it. Um, I want to hear more about this ice bath, though. Like, what okay, kind of the ice bath that, like, did it for you? I will literally show you because I sent it to Britt. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, as Britt, Britt is one of our fellow Willits Pen people who is, like, a real, a real F1 fan. Our guy. 
our guide to F1. Yeah, she's our guide to all of this. So I have now just started texting Britt like every 15 minutes being like, oh my God, (laughs) she's the only person who understands. She's also like jet lagged as hell getting back from from Indonesia. Okay, here it is. Oh my goodness. Okay, the music started playing. I don't know how to stop that. Oh no, hang on. Okay, wait. I okay. I lost you guys on the audio for a second, but it has like it's like set to really great music too. And I sent it to Britt, and she was like, "Yeah, the Ferrari social media team like really, really knows what they're doing." <laughs> I'm interested. I'm interested. Uh, look, I I just that's my pitch. It is. Um, I have discovered it's just like it's literally just like a traveling circus. It's the craziest thing, and. They are like at, like Drive to Survive as a show has really made me. Res- this is like not a novel take at all, but they are like athletes. Like the level of like bodily endurance that they go through in these races is bonkers. That so I, I really know nothing about this. So like, how long is the race? How long does it take? Um, the longest one takes about two hours. So that's like way so, shorter than NASCAR, which is cool. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's just the cars are – a lot of it for me is like the cars. They are just the craziest looking things in the whole world. And then I have these moments of being like, wow, they kind of look like they're like going slow around that turn. And they're literally going like 150 miles an hour. There's there's also such spectacle to it, and like the yes. pre race show has this yes. guy Martin Brundle, who was a driver back in the day, um, but now he is F one's Joan Rivers or Melissa Rivers, really, because uh, he's not he, he's more on the red carpet, like chasing people down and bothering them. Um, it's like he'll come up to like Roger Federer uh, or somebody who's just like there to have a nice time as a celebrity and be like. Can I get a word? And and the celebrities are like, <laughs> and seeing how the celebrities react is just like such a joyful experience in its own right. Yeah, um, I highly recommend the the entire uh, deal of an F one race day. It's, it's um, tremendous. Kristen, the other thing I didn't really understand that has really really sold me is the way um, on Saturday they race to qualify, which like sets where you all are in order on the grid. And obviously qualifying well means you're like further up, means you're way more likely to win the next day on race day. And I didn't understand the like, the one-two punch of qualifying and the actual race is like such a fascinating, engaging setup. And like, I have really, Jesse, you said this and it is like just so true. Max Verstappen is the most incredible heel. It's like just amazing. He is so unbelievably fucking annoying and so ungodly talented. Like the man just can drive a car. It is really crazy. (laughs) I'm kind of into this. I might, might check it out. Um, there's a race, not this weekend, but next weekend, 9am. And you know what, you guys, I'm setting a fucking alarm. Like that is how dire this has gotten. <laughs> I can hole up in my room while the kids watch YouTube on Sunday morning. Cause that's exactly what happens. They're, they're watching like, they're watching other people play Minecraft. It's like. And, and, and we're watching other people drive fast go-karts. It's the same thing. <laughs> It is, but the Minecraft people have much more annoying voices than the pleasant Brits who uh, <laughs> broadcast international auto they racing. They are so pleasant. They are so pleasant, and they have this bit of making constant Taylor Swift jokes this year. The two British announcers. Um, I actually cannot figure out where the hell it started or why. It seems to be like 
I think like Fernando Alonso made a joke about wanting to date her and now they've taken it like way too far is what I can gather. But there's also that to look forward to. I love a joke that's gone way too far. (laughs) Then you'll love Formula One. (laughs) It all feels like a joke that's gone way too far. People are dying. It's so crazy. (laughs) And then Memorial Day weekend, they get to Monaco and it's just, it's not um, allegedly not a good race by the racing standards, but like for the spectacle of it, like people have crashed out of the race and then like uh, been on a yacht overlooking the race while the race was still going on. Um, Just like, yeah, I'm done for the day. And now I am on this yacht. Cool. That's the light. All right. Anyway, we can move on to another topic, but I needed to get that out. I I have been harassing Brit. No one else will talk to me. <laughs> I like forced this guy I used to work with who like to like who like vaguely mentioned that he had an F1 group chat to add me. <laughs> okay. Let's uh let's move on to to the the game that we have to play here. Uh because this I, I don't know how long this is going to take. Uh, but there's a story this week that Mookie Betts, uh, former Red Sox, should still be a Red Sox. Red Sox ownership is clown, so they let him go to Los Angeles. Pennies on the dollar. Um, so they could have another They yacht. literally got cursed for that. They should be careful. Yeah, fuck them. Uh, like exactly 100 years later. Um, anyway. Uh, the Red Sox, where was I? Oh, yes. Uh, Mookie Betts uh, is with the Dodgers now. And uh, the Dodgers going to Milwaukee. Mookie has said that um, he is not going to stay in the hotel with the team. He's getting an Airbnb. Uh, he is not the first player to do this because the Dodgers are staying at the Fister Hotel in Milwaukee. And the Fister Hotel is haunted um let me go to hell the, yeah it is <laughs> do this uh, here we go the legend of the fister hotel ghost uh this is from october 31st 2022 by becky mortensen of uh, wuwm uh, milwaukee's npr the fister hotel is one of milwaukee's most historic and luxurious places to stay it's been around for nearly 130 years and is listed on the national register of historic places this is also supposedly haunted fister opened in 1893 and was known as the grand hotel of the west it's decorated throughout with gold trim and grand chandeliers anna lardinois i Definitely butchering that is a former Fister narrator and owner of the Goth- owner of Gothic Milwaukee, which is known for walking ghost tours. She spent a lot of time researching the history of the hotel. <clears throat> Quote, it started as a dream of Guido Fister. She explains, damn, what a name Guido Fister. Uh, we just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Incredible. <laughs> he wanted to have the finest hotel and he dreamed up the Fister hotel. It's spelled P-F-I-S-T-E-R. Uh, now, unfortunately, he dies before the hotel is finished. Oh, no! The late Guido Fister. Uh, but his son, Charles Fister, seamlessly steps in and he completes the hotel. So, when did the ghost stories begin? Charles Milwaukee Sibier, known at the time as the first white boy born in Milwaukee, that's a thing, uh, was interviewed throughout his life by local papers to reminisce about Milwaukee's past. In Lardinois' research, she found an article published May 5th, 1893 in the Milwaukee Daily Sentinel that co- quotes Sevier. <clears throat> Here's her quote. He was talking about a time in the past when he lived in a log cabin that was on the land that now holds the fister, and he reminisced that it was also a private burying ground. They were breaking ground for it, he went to look. He went to the property to look for the bones of some of these people, and he could not find them. So that is, I think, where this legend truly began. That this hotel is built on land that had once been graves. Since its opening, the Fister has and continues to host some of the world's most celebrated entertainers, sports players, and dignitaries. I wonder if Taylor Swift stays there when she goes to Milwaukee. The Fister has hosted every U.S. president since William McKinley. Elvis Presley, not just Elvis, not to say Elvis, Elvis Presley, Elvis, 
Elvis stayed there in 1977, just four months before he died. Most notably, the hotel is often the place to stay for many visiting baseball teams in town to take on the Milwaukee Brewers. I wonder why not the Bucks? Maybe they play in a different part of town. Maybe the NBA is hipper to ghosts. I don't know. Uh, but where that brings us to is uh, our game for this podcast that I have put together. Uh, it is going to be Addie and Kristen working together to decide whether these seven stories are real stories about the Fister Hotel in Milwaukee or not really stories about the Fister Hotel in Milwaukee. So, seems pretty simple. I will let you guys... Uh, uh, Kristen, you are the guest, so uh, why don't you pick a number between one and seven? Um, six. Six. Uh, so this story is from 2018. <clears throat> Cardinals pitcher Carlos Martinez saw a free-floating torso in his Fister room. So did two teammates, so they spent the night in one room together. Martinez posted an Instagram video at the time promising that the trio would fight the ghosts if necessary. <laughs> is this real or fake? So it was just the torso. Free so floating said a free-floating torso. torso? A free-floating torso. I want to say that's fake. Okay. I want to say it's real, <laughs> but they were. But you're the Red Sox fan, so Both Cardinals. Oh, oh, okay. Then I don't know. Maybe I trust you less. <laughs> <laughs> um, strikes you as real about that? Okay, what kind of struck me as real is that. That was kind of a long thing. Okay, I guess that could also mean that it's a lie. Like, Jesse was clearly reading something there. And, you know, there was, like, an inclusion of a quote. There was a reference to an Instagram post. Like, that That felt like a lot of – it read to me like a story – like, it read to me like an ESPN story about this situation would read – Oh, I see. Is Jesse usually not prepared like that? So, <laughs> <laughs> no, Jesse is actually, particularly with games, always very prepared. Mm-hmm. But it was just, and, and and here's the thing: I could see Jesse making it up like that and putting in that level of detail. Okay, okay. Mm. I will tell you this: <laughs> these seven stories, um, I did not. Uh, none of them. None of them are. They are all stories from uh, places. the The question is whether these are stories about the Fister or not. Oh. Okay. Wait. Okay. With that in mind, I need you to read it again. <laughs> in 2018, Cardinals pitcher Carlos Martinez saw a free floating torso in his Fister room. So did two teammates. So they spent the night in one room together. Three of them. Martinez posted an Instagram video at the time promising that the trio would fight the ghosts if necessary. Then yes, this has to be true. This has to be a real story. Another baseball team in recent years staying in the same hotel is some evidence from Mookie's choices today to me. Okay. I can go with that. Okay. True. Real. That is indeed real. You guys are on the board. All right. Uh, Addie, would you, would you like to, uh, pick another number? Not six. Not six. Um, out of seven? Out of seven. Uh, three. Three. This story is from Bryce Harper about his stay at the Fister in 2012. Quote, I had a pair of jeans and a shirt on that table at the foot of the bed. When I woke up in the morning, I swear on everything. The clothes were on the floor, and the table was on the opposite side of the room. So we're guessing if this is really something that happened at the Fitzer that happened somewhere else to Bryce Harper. Hmm. And what's your first instinct, Kristen? You think that one's real? Yeah, because that could also have other explanations, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I... Bryce slept through housekeeping, ignoring the or didn't put the do not disturb sign 
on the door. Or or something tipped over. Okay, I think I think that's fake. Oh wait. You oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Fuck. Wait, did I did I say real or fake? What did I say? I think you said real, but I think my first instinct was fake and and so it's stuck in my mind. Um okay, I guess we all agree there's several possible okay. It's 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 real. Like I think the store is real because it's not necessarily like chalked up to a ghost. Okay, yeah, he didn't see a floating torso, for example. Right. Although Carlos Martinez did see the floating torso. Yeah. Uh, Bryce Harper also did experience his jeans and shirt being somewhere that they were not. That story was real. You guys are two for two. Yeah. We're killing it. Uh, Wait, did you tell us how many of these are real? I did not. Okay. Do you want to or no? I think that that will ruin the game because you guys have already got <laughs> two real ones. Um, and now there are yeah, only five say, stories left. A uh, certain amount real, certain amount fake. Uh, but Kristen, you can pick uh, one, two, four, five, and seven are on the board. Seven. As Gregor Blanco awoke one morning in 2019 after a 12-inning game in Milwaukee, he found himself transformed in his giant bed into a giant insect. <laughs> I just read that like a month and a half ago. <laughs> and it's fantastic. It holds the fuck up. So I think it's real. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, fake. Yeah. You say fake for that one. Yeah, I agree. That was Franz Kafka, uh, the Metamorphosis. Uh, yes, uh, Gregor Blanco uh, was a giant, but not a giant insect. Uh, so there is that. We still have, uh, we, we are on to Addie, who has uh, number one, number two, number four, or number five. Number one. Number one. The earliest of these stories from 2003. Although the ghosts are not vengeful or angry, they have been known to play tricks on guests. Florida Marlins pitcher Scott Williamson experienced paranormal activity in the hotel in 2003. He noticed a faint light from the hotel's pool area when he turned off his lights in his room. He got the feeling that he was being observed, and when he lied down to sleep, he felt pressure on his back and had some trouble sleeping. He described it as if someone was sitting on him. He also noticed a man in a coat standing near the curtains. What the fuck? You know, at first I was like, okay, this seems real. And then as it went on, I was like, I started to I started to doubt my instinct. What do you think, Kristen? Kind of the same. I, at first I was like, this sounds reasonable. Um... And then you just, like, casually slipped in the man standing in his curtains. Um, yeah, that, that did give me a little chill down my spine. That's creepy. Yeah. Um, let's, let's say we think fake. I think we're both leaning fake. All right. And you are both correct. Uh, it is fake in the sense that it is not about the Fister Hotel, where uh, the ghosts of either the dead people or the other theory is that it is the ghost of uh, of – one of the fisters, Guido or Charles, um, not uh, you know, not this kind of ghosts. Uh, this was a story about the other haunted hotel in Major League Baseball, the Vinoy in St. Petersburg, where some teams go when they play against the Tampa Bay Rays. Shut up. I love that so much. There's two haunted hotels in baseball. How have I never heard of this before? Like, How are teams continuing to go to these haunted hotels? I just feel, right, like, oh, I love that so much. I love that so much to the extent that Mookie Betts, like, a giant star on a <laughs> franchise that will do anything for their players. Like, for for especially him. They're like, yeah, stay in an Airbnb. Have a good time. Like, <laughs> we're staying at the Haunted Hotel. Thank you very much. It's incredible. Are there only two haunted visiting team hotels? Or are there more? Only one way to find out. Go haunt them? Exactly. (laughs) We will be ghosts. We will haunt Major League Baseball teams. Uh, That is how it's going to go. Uh, 
Okay, so we, we still have, I don't remember whose turn it is next, but I think it's Kristen's turn because you guys are four for four because we still have uh, two, uh, four, and five. Yes, so you are taking two. two, two 2009. <clears throat> Cardinals shortstop Brendan Ryan said that his room was visited by an apparition. Quote, more like a moving light that kind of passed through the room. It was very strange. The room got a little bit chillier, unquote. Then Cardinals manager Tony Larusa said, quote, I think it's a first-class hotel. You get first-class care. And if there's a ghost or two, they're good friends, unquote. That is a dream quote. That is the only, that, like, that, that, getting that quote. You know, like, you know when you, like, get a quote? I used to cover that House of Representatives, so occasionally this would happen to me on a bonkers scale where you would, like, get a quote from somebody and then have the moment of being like, did they just say that to me? <laughs> like, as they walk away. And I feel like that's exactly how I would react to Tony LaRusso being like, okay, there's ghosts in the hotel. It's nice. Get over it. <laughs> I think that's real as hell. I think that's 100% fucking real. Yeah, I agree. You are Which once again. Is going the way, like, oh, a light. What, the light came through the room like did a car drive by he had the exact same thought i literally had the exact same thought it's like you left the window open and a car passed by like there was a, a helicopter little breeze, a little yeah. light. and this comes from somebody who fully believes in ghosts i believe i have lived in two back-to-back haunted houses including the one i live in right now so i like i i don't say shit like that very often but i think a car passed you know it was it was after this when he was on the yankees that i I interviewed Brendan Ryan. Um, I was unaware of the his ghost experience at the Fister Hotel at that point. Um, but he did say that he had a story that uh, was really interesting that he could not tell me. And I, I wonder now if, uh, <gasps> if that was it. Oh, that wow. gave me chills. He was like sitting there. Oh. Remembering the... The man. The light. <laughs> But, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, Hattie, we have you guys are five for five. I wonder if it, I don't think this the game is too easy. I thought it would be pretty. Difficult. No, I, I, I think, think this you guys actually have done really well with it. Yeah, I I think we're really just tapped into an intuitive place right now. This yeah. is actually quite hard. I don't really know how we're doing so well. You, you have, like the are taking over our bodies and giving us the answers or something. Yeah, I agree. You have clinched victory uh, for sure uh, with five for five, and now you have number four and number five uh, to choose from. I want four. Four. Another guy who I once interviewed and who is a weirdo. Uh, <laughs> it's Tommy. Angels pitcher, CJ Wilson, shared this experience. Uh, he was also really into car racing, but like, like modifying his own cars and shit. Um, he cool was for like, him. That's cool. He was at Straight Edge Racer on Twitter. He was also Straight Edge, and um, like one of the first major leaguers who was like really active on Twitter. Um, I love that was, for him. Yeah. Uh, he said, "Quote: I was on the computer one night doing my typical shtick, surfing the web, sending an email, editing a photo, and then all of a sudden the lights started flickering." I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to be so pissed if my computer dies. Then the light just shuts off, and then the TV shuts off, and then the light turns back on. But the light at the front door turns off. I just yelled out, really? Everything about that was perfect, but my favorite my favorite part was that editing a picture is part of his usual shtick on the computer. Like, is he, like, in Photoshop? Like, <laughs> really touching up a game pic? Quite possibly. <laughs> Okay, uh, what do you think, Kristen? I feel like that's real. <laughs> well, so I think, I believe that's a real story, but I don't believe this happened at the Fister Hotel because he said something about the front door. Okay, but that's, okay, the reason I thought that it was at the Fister Hotel was because I was imagining, like, the light on the hotel, like, key card. And you have to imagine a major league baseball player is in like a big suite. So he's probably has multiple doors within the hotel room. Maybe. But why would your front door of, of his room? Because I Not haven't. The front door yeah, of the that, hotel is what you're saying. Yeah. I'm saying like the front door of his room, because like uh, if it's 
if it's not in a hotel, what like I my home doesn't have any doors with lights. Or I guess maybe the outside light, like literally the porch light, could be what he's saying. Yeah, maybe he means like it. If you're saying yes, like you the, know what he means, you must know what he means. You made the game. <laughs> no, I I don't because I'm I I don't know what he means by the light at the front door. I'm thinking maybe you know he's talking about like that light. When you're in the hotel, like there's always like a light right next to the front door so that you can walk yes, into the room. Yes, right. Get the light. Yes, that's true. Maybe he's talking about like that light in his suite near the front door of the suite. I don't know how this helps you determine or not whether it was at the Fister Hotel or not. I don't know what their suites layout are. I don't know what uh, kind of information you guys have collected on that um, at this okay. point. Kristen, here's my picture why I think it's real. This is kind of a weird, vague quote that. I believe that Jesse could be like, oh, I remember that time he said that thing about all of them going off. But I kind of feel like this is something that would, like, have come up in oh, a – This is not from my interview. This no, right, from... no, right. Yeah, but yeah. I'm saying, like, maybe you just, like – maybe it's a quote that sticks in your mind for some reason. You were like, I'm going to pop it into the game. But I kind of feel like this is a quote that's, like, you know, six or seven paragraphs down in a story – like the first story that's like this baseball player saw a ghost last night and then it's like his teammate being like yeah this really weird thing happened like my power went out i don't know if that's related that's what i feel that's what that's the kind of quote that i feel like that's where i'd plug that into my story okay all right i'm, I'm willing to go with what you think because i'm just going on the front door part so okay. yeah I'll go with. Uh, we're, we're about to be wrong for the first time. I can feel it, but I'm sticking with my answer. No, you're not, because this is real. <gasps> Fuck yeah. Nice yes. Am I, am I right? Is this in the context of him being like, yeah, something weird happened to me, too? No, this is in the context of that was his lame o ghost uh, story. That's his ghost? That's, that's his, his standalone ghost story? That, ghost story? That, yes, that came from a roundup of Fister Hotel ghost stories. I, I liked I did like the quote because it had, you know, shtick and editing the photo. <laughs> yeah, so what CJ, what are you doing? Um, here's, here's what I will say is that he he did talk to the ghost and I respect him for that because I talked to the ghosts in my home and, and in fact I think that that's why at my last house I used to have kind of a weird relationship with the ghosts that kind of like scared me. It was a bad energy. Um they would like walk on the stairs and it would freak me out. This ghost um, also kind of walks on the stairs, but I talk to it and I say hello to it and stuff. And so we have a nicer energy. So I actually feel like maybe that's why there wasn't something more extreme for him is that he was like, really? Like he was, you know, he acknowledged the ghost. He allowed its presence and that's what they really want. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> I, I also think like yelling really is a thing that like you would yell at a ghost for. Yeah, absolutely. And the ghost is probably like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> And almost like a dog, like yes, the dog has knocked over, um, or the cat really knocks things over more than the dog does. Like, yeah, the cat slaps a glass off the table, and you're like, really, really? same thing for a ghost. Cats are yeah. ghosts. Cats are ghosts. Cats are ghosts, and cats see ghosts. Cats, cats see spirits for sure. That's what the nightshine is. I think. Oh, is ghost seeing ability. You guys are freaking me out. Do you have cats? No. <laughs> <laughs> then you're fine. <laughs> Unless my... you want one to like hunt ghosts for you. Oh god. My boyfriend has a cat that's like my stepchild. Like he like does everything for her. He feeds her. He cares for her. He like pays the pet rent at his apartment. I don't do any of that stuff. But she's my best friend in the whole world, and I <laughs> reap all the benefits of having a cat. Um. And she 100% like sometimes she freaks me out the way that she kind of like just the other day she was sitting in the middle of the rug. There was nothing around her. There was nothing like on her face. And all of a sudden she like went and stood up on her back legs and started to like hit at the air at like something in front of her. And we were like, what are you doing? Like and I like, went down to try and like get what – like I thought something was stuck in her fur nothing and i was like i i had like chills i was like what the hell did she just like fight there that none of us could see the it was scary yeah we have one more uh scary stories yeah, tale of the paranormal 
from Rockies pitcher John Gray, that of the Rockies in 2016. He said, quote, I haven't had any hard evidence. My backpack's been moved before, but that's all. I haven't caught any voices or any visual evidence. There are some intelligent ones, I think, and they can mess with you. And I do believe there is a dark side, like demons. you got to stay away from them and never provoke. I see no lies detected. Yeah, same. What do you think it's real or fake, though? I think it's real. Because he said, I mean, wasn't most of that story just like, yeah, nothing has ever happened to me, but I totally believe in ghosts. Okay, here's my only thought. What if it's the other haunted place? I feel like we have had very few fakes and that Jesse did at least some reading about one other haunted hotel. <laughs> That's my only thought. I'm willing to be I'm willing to be wrong. But Jesse's laughing in a way that kind of makes me think maybe I'm right. <laughs> the the logic of that is fascinating to me that like yeah that's possible it's also possible i just loaded it all up with uh entirely real stories of the fister hotel how many were fake so far did one or two so far two have been fake four have been real hmm i don't know addy you know him better than i do would he do, would he do four and three or would he do five and two to throw us off um No, I honestly can't decide. We might have like a, a hung jury here. Um, you th- so you think it's real? I kind of think it's real just because nothing in that really seemed fake. I don't know. <laughs> All right. All right. You're right. You're totally right. All right. Um, It's real. <laughs> Jesse just choked on his cheek. Oh, my God. No. unhappy because you have fallen short of the perfect game. I knew it. It was the other hotel. It, was, uh, it was not in fact about any hotel specifically. It was about John Gray's ghost hunting hobby. Wow. He just hunts them on the side? He, yeah. He very much into ghosts and then um, a couple of years after this ghost hunting profile came came out, um, MLB.com and various others did follow up with him when the Colorado Rockies did finally stay at the <gasps> hotel, um, and and nothing happened to him. There. Oh, that sucks so much for him. That's heartbreaking. Ghosts have to be fucking on to ghost hunters though. Like it's something. Like, yeah, they they absolutely are. Stuff. Like I'm not showing you. And that is the thing I do believe is that like whenever people are like, well. If ghosts are real, why isn't there any evidence, any, like, like absolute evidence? And I'm like, because they don't want us to have it. Like, I don't know what else to tell you. It's the most <laughs> obvious thing in the whole world. <laughs> it's the exact same thing with UFOs. I'm like, because they're aliens. Like, I don't know what to tell you. And we yeah, do have evidence of that, so it's fine. Every UFO sighting and, like, you know, space landing stuff, uh, Roswell. Like, Roswell, obviously. Crash, you know. That's an alien fuck up or something happened. Uh, Obviously. Like, but every time a UFO is sighted, that means that the aliens fucked up. Uh, Yes, I literally 100% believe that. And and ghosts can't fuck up. They they show exactly what they want to show. Wait, sorry, go ahead. (laughs) This is like so funny to me because... Jess was just like, hey, do you want to just come on and talk about ketchup? And now, like, this conversation, I'm just like, what is happening? (laughs) He was like, so UFOs and ghosts are real. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Like, without much doubt, either. I think that's uh, the that we have. I have no question. Like, I have no, I have no questions to ask. Yeah. Um, well, I have a lot of questions to ask, but none of them are like, is it real? <laughs> I just feel bad that I ruined our perfect record. 
No. Bush no. can change it. That's like the, you know, do you remember that game when Rich Hill threw a nine-inning no-hitter, but the Dodgers never scored, and then he gave up a solo shot in the top of the 10? <laughs> It's like it's they were playing against Pittsburgh too. It was. Oh, is Pittsburgh still like the best team in baseball? Probably. That's the other reason nothing feels real, and I can't worry about the Mets too much. I know like, it's so weird. Yeah. Well, they're getting worse, but they're still in first place in the NL Central. The absolute craziest thing was that this morning um, we were recording this on. Wednesday night, according to the top right corner of my screen. So Wednesday morning, uh, the entire American League East uh, had a better record than the entire American League Central. Um, so if you had standings in your newspaper that were, you know, that, that go American League East, American League Central, American League West, uh, the East and Central just read as one straight line of standings from one to ten there. That's beautiful. It is really annoying that the Yankees are in last place and ha- and and have like <laughs> they're like 553 they're like fully <laughs> like five or six games better than the Mets <laughs> who are in sec- in era in third place after the Marlins which they deserve at this point. But the Mets uh they played a lot on the road and I think that an important thing for them is that they will uh, come back to a home with good ketchup. And I think that's a question that the Red Sox have to ask themselves. They traded Mookie Betts. They switched to shitty ketchup. And both of those things together can't be good. unless like Two wrongs don't make a right. We, we know that. Um, two wrongs, though, can... The Red Sox got Alex Verdugo in the Mookie Betts. They did. They did. I don't know. I feel like he's our guy now. He is, but he's also... He's a guy that can't be the guy if you're going to go anywhere. And you had literally Mookie Betts. Yeah. Yeah. I know. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, yeah, thank you so much. Now that I've found my way through that and into some joy with my current players... I'm sorry. I think he works here. He works here in Boston. I I do have um, a a Mookie Betts Red Sox T-shirt that I enjoy uh, yeah. very much, both uh, because it's like a cartoon of Mookie Betts, and um, yeah, a, a reminder that uh, other teams are also run by Craven dickheads. It's so true. It's so true. And like I said, you know. Uh, two wrongs don't make a right, and one of those wrongs already goes the Red Sox for a, a whole century. So I think the ketchup is really the ketchup on top, really. And, <laughs> and um, I feel like the Boston media would have had a lot more fun um, with Mookie Betts being Meghan Markle's cousin um, and taking that in some way to... Um, shit on the British monarchy because Boston is a city of um, not standing up for that shit, especially when it comes to the Brits. And I think that to, to bring this back around, the solution is to break into Fenway Park at night, get all the shit ketchup in there, and dump it all in the harbor. <laughs> Kristen's face, as, that, as Jesse proposed, that was one of the greatest things I've seen all day. <laughs> Pure, pure. We we walked her through so much crazy shit, but that's what really blew her mind. Oh, I hope I hope that you will come back and and try another game and and strive for perfection because I have so much fun with you here. And uh, thank you for listening to that. Uh, I'm not. I I I I I love. I feel like it would have been um a little too perfect. Yeah, that's true. It's it's we've never had a podcast go off without some hitch, and it would just feel wrong to me. And hey, the next one, so their season continues, perhaps to beyond when you have heard this episode. So uh, go New York, go! Um, 
Preston, do you have feelings about the NBA? So. No. <laughs> All right, I don't. Well, next, next time I come to Boston, uh, you and I will go to Fenway and uh, and heist that joint. Um, right. I'll bring the catch. Love it. I'm there. Right. Addy, uh, anything else you, you got for tonight? Um, I just want to say, go Ferrari. Viva Ferrari. Uh, Guido from Cars, Guido Fister, uh, Guido Hunts, the scion of the ketchup uh, Pepsi family. Uh, yeah, for all the Guidos. Uh, no, 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 that doesn't, that doesn't go. Uh, for, <laughs> uh, woo, go next. Love you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>